Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for joining us. We're just always happy once a week to kind of put our feet up and start talking about what's been going on and about what we've been thinking about and what we know some of you are thinking about because we do communicate with a lot of you listeners. In fact, we were last night with two of our best listeners, my brother, Chris, who we just love so much and his wife, Hetty, and we were just, uh, they, they live in California, but they come every once in a while and bless their hearts. They're always they always know what we're doing because they listen to ours on the road. <laughs> they are gluttons or punishment. <laughs> They're so dear. We really do appreciate it. So um, we have an interesting uh, week ahead of us. Um, actually, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah. We, Just we keep do. you hanging. For keep, a yeah. Bit. Look forward to next week. Linda's going to be reporting on some dynamic activities. But we're, it's a wonderful time of year. This is wind up to summer. We think it comes too soon. We think school should be barred from starting before Labor Day. But most of our grandkids are back in school now. And, uh, you know, it feels like the summer's kind of over, even though it's not even mid-August yet. Right. It is really, and it has been an interesting year, hasn't it? Um, with all the snow and everything crazy during the winter, we we have to say we have just about recovered from our winter at Park City. Uh, honestly, <laughs> the roof fell off, the deck fell in. I mean, it was a crazy time to find people who could help us. But thank goodness there are so many good people who showed up and a good insurance company. So. And it could snow there tomorrow. So we barely got done fixing up from last winter before the next winter came. I didn't see that. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying, you never know. It snows every month. Oh, yeah, right. So exactly. Could, you never could know. Happen in you August. never know. But we are really excited about our subject matter today because today, by chance, this afternoon, I'm talking with our publisher about this book that we've often talked with you about that we're formulating and working on little by little. And we think it's going to be called Three Letter Lessons, although that sounds a little academic and this is really anything but academic because <laughs> it's just some little three letter words that we feel sort of express our philosophy of life in a way and we're going to do number 29 today <laughs> it's the 29th time on ours on the road we've explored one of these little three letter lessons and i always feel like i need to do a little explanation of what we mean by that the these are just Three letters that possess deep meaning, we think, and, and we hope these become little, I always say, word pegs, little things you planned in your mind that you think about, that you sort of have a cluster of information or belief around, and they begin to influence your behavior subconsciously. And this is not a new idea. We often mention that Benjamin Franklin had these words, certain words 
that he focused on one each week. And they were just character traits that he wanted to acquire. And he believed that, you know, everything starts from inside of you. And it's not so much about what you do. It's about what you are. And you 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 design who you want to be by thinking of the character traits or qualities that you want to have. And then you just think about them so hard that they begin to manifest themselves in your actions. And we've done this over the years. We've mentioned on the show before that right when we were first married, we had a list of words that we thought described the kind of people we wanted to be. And we even put them on a mobile that hung on above our bed, above our round water bed, Linda. Honey, and John, spun don't around. say we on this because this was your art project. And and this My one crazy. and only art this project. Sounds crazy, but it, we really did have it hanging over. We had a baby, I think, at the time who had a mobile and you were kind of jealous. I, yeah, I like the so, baby's uh, mobile over the crib. So uh, he created this mobile and it really. I mean, I can still see that thing. It, <laughs> it was hung crazy. down over our round water bed, and the, the breeze twisted the little. And there were words like serendipity and stewardship, and you know these words that we loved that we wanted to become part of who we were. And what we're doing now is we're trying to say, you know, those big long words and some of those things we had before. We still love the concepts, but we want to get them down to three letters, and so. Those of you who listen for a long time, there are words like flow and slow and grow. Although we sometimes have to, you spell them a little the spelling, different. Like yeah. You were F-L-O, just like, wait a minute. G-R-O. S-O-W. <laughs> they don't anyway. all rhyme. But last, the last one we did, number 48, was the word who, W-H-O and we no, and, 28, I think. Number 28. What did I say? 48. Oh, sorry. No, we're yeah. never we're never gonna get to 48. And you know, who are you and the many ways you can answer that question. But today, drum roll, do a drum roll. We are going to oh, were you gonna do a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, this is something we've talked about so much, and some of you have heard us speak, maybe you've heard us talk about this but we've never put it in the three letter lessons yet and it's really just it's three letters but it's not a word it's w and the little sign ampersand my little favorite sign that i always write instead of actually writing out right and right w and p you're counting the and the ampersand oh yeah because it's three letter. letter it's a letter it's like a character it's like it's more it's more than a letter it's like what you need it was a and d it's like bonus you get three letters for the price of one (laughs) and when you think of w and p we think it's the formula for success but it's not a mortal man-made coined formula by some person it's we think sort of God's formula. That sounds a little presumptuous, but we think it's God's formula biblically and otherwise W and P, but it's not what you might think because if you were thinking of the world and someone said to you, how do I succeed in the world? The answer you would get probably would boil down to work and plan. 
W and P, work and plan. If you're going to succeed, you've got to work and you've got to plan, right? Right. But there's a little more to it than that. But before we get to the more, let's dwell on that one for a minute, because this woman I'm sitting by is fabulous at working and planning. You decide what you want to do and you work and you plan and you will not stop until you get it. Well, I came from a mother and dad who kind of did that as a natural part of their life. It's amazing how much uh, through osmosis, I don't know how it happens. You watch your parents and then you try to take the things that are great and try to eliminate the things that aren't. And uh, they were great workers and planners. And your, your mom always had everything. a plan yeah. and your dad never stopped working. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He was a farmer. And boy, does that take a lot of work. People don't appreciate what it with it takes now, but they have big machinery now. In those days, they had no machinery. I mean, little antique things that were helpful, but nothing like they have now. And it was work from morning to night, work, work, work. And they had to plan. He had to plan how to do it too. I mean, you know, he had to plan what crops flowed best and should we change this year and so on. It was he was an amazing farmer. Yes, he was. And you know, I remember back in college meeting a person once, and actually it was while I was in New York doing some missionary work for our church and so on. And there was a guy I really looked up to. And here here was his formula, and he we would give long speeches on this. Basically. His was a four-step formula, but it comes down to work and plan because he would say four steps, have a goal, get a plan, work, and pray to God. If you'll do those four <laughs> things, you can you can achieve anything in this world. Have a goal, get a plan, work, and pray to God. And it was this idea of self-actualization, this idea of whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve, you know, the idea of positive mental attitude, the idea that you create something in your mind and then you work so hard and that, that creation in your mind and on paper, then you work so hard, you get it done. And I, early in life, I was so into that. I mean, I had, I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read all kinds of sort of, positive mental attitude, you can do anything kind of literature. And I think it was sort of partly good. It was <laughs> partly good. I do have to say that your idea of work is different than my idea of work. <laughs> my idea of work is get out there and, uh, you know, call people and do things and get things done. Your idea of work is to sit down and write. <laughs> and you can write for hours and hours and hours on end. I mean, it is a magnificent thing that you can do this, but like, a, honey, the refrigerator is broken. Can you come and help? Don't me? bother me. I'm doing mental work. And I can't be bothered with physical work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a, become a joke. Uh, and inside joke. But. Now, remember, this is not the W and P three letter lesson we're giving you this. We're going to give you a new twist on it that yes. we think is much higher and much more spiritual. But we're not making fun or 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 minimizing the idea of work and plan, because that is how 
people get things done. And we all need to do that. And planning is mental work. And then the work is getting, putting the plan into effect, right? Right. Because I think you sometimes do the plan. Some people work and plan. I mean, that in that so, order, they work and plan, but you plan and work. Well, don't you think it should be? A I guess so. I guess we have I mean, to you shouldn't that. say, you should say ready, aim, fire. You shouldn't say fire, <laughs> ready, <laughs> aim. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, I mean, clearly that is the, the way of the world and it's a powerful formula. And those who get a lot done in life are usually really good planners and really hard workers. But the question we're going to try to deal with today a little bit is, is there a higher level of W and P? Is there something that means even more and that is more aligned with God's way of doing things and more powerful because it taps not into our own brain or our own resources or our own abilities. It taps into something higher. It taps into something greater. It reaches a level where we're operating not so much on our own agenda, but on a divine agenda. And so, well, easily said, but not so easily done. So, in should the, we reveal in the next it? Half, we take a break. You want to do that? Okay. Or should we keep him in suspense? Uh, well, we could keep him in suspense, but we spent a little longer than I planned on work and plan, which is <laughs> which is one legitimate part of this W and P word peg. But I know you can't wait. It's I know a higher you're... one. All right, go ahead. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. We'll take a little break. And when we come back, we will reveal to you what we think is the formula for a joyful and productive life. And it's not work and plan, although working and planning is an important thing. So hang on. <clears throat> and I know that you'll be right back where you're hanging in suspense. Thanks. And we'll see you in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And back. Da 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 da. You've got to announce <laughs> your. Ooh, that was a good da 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 da. No, you're going to announce. We should have Linda sing for you sometime on Ayers on the Road. Yes. I always say Linda has a musical voice. Well, even I when she's just talking. Has a musical no, even when you're just music. talking, it's like musical. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, you sing. let's go ahead because okay. um, this is kind of exciting. Well, uh, it'll become exciting, as we hope, as we try to explain it. If if you read in the scriptures or you're trying to find, let's just say you're in the New Testament and you're saying to yourself, what what does Christ ever actually give advice that is sort of you know, how to how to live, how to get things done. Well, of course, everything is, is about love and about charity and about turning the law of the Old Testament into loving your fellow man and loving God and so on. But does he ever give something that you could almost interpret as a success formula or as, you know, uh, frankly, as W and P? And, and he does. And we're going to try to expand on it today. 
seven different places in the New Testament, Christ or his apostles say that what we should do is watch and pray. Watch and pray. Now, is that a substitute or an opposite or a departure from working and planning? No, but it's it's a different kind of looking at the world. It's It's like saying, instead of I can do things by working and planning. Yes, I can, but they're they're small and limited things. If I learn how to watch and pray and tap into the spirit, tap into a power far greater than mine, tap into the divine will, then I can do much more. And I can do what God thinks needs to be done more than what I think needs to be done. Now, can watch and pray team up with work and plan? Of course, but they're very different things. And at first glance, we'll sometimes give a be giving a speech. I remember one time when, when I said, I, I, what do you think of this, this idea of watch and pray? And the initial response by the audience was, those are very passive words. You know, if I want to get something done, I want to work and plan. Watch and pray sounds like you're just waiting for someone else to do it, or you're asking God to do it, or you're just watching to see if someone else does it, you know. But that isn't the way Christ speaks of it or the scriptures speak of it. It's like you watch and pray because when you do, God reveals things to you, and you begin to work by faith. And and there's a beautiful formula that says, uh, this is something that Joseph Smith, uh, we believe a prophet who founded, and it didn't find, but who was the recipient of a restoration of the, the original gospel, um, said an interesting thing. He said, when a man works by faith, he works by mental effort rather than by physical force. Mental effort meaning seeking the Lord's will, trying to find the path the Lord wants, trying to see with insight the way the Spirit can see. In other words, watch and pray. Right. <clears throat> and that is, um, it, even though it sounds passive, it's hard. Um, Praying should not be passive. It, well, I, that's true. Yeah, right. That's, that's true. what you're saying. It but should be. interestingly, I have a friend who's been in the hospital this week, and uh, her situation has become more and more dire, and we've all just been kind of watching, watching, watching. And praying. And praying. Yeah. Our friends, family, watching and praying. And then suddenly, we had a breakthrough yesterday, and they did have to do some surgery, but it was minor surgery, and um, it was resolved. And I think there it is with such a relief to all of us when because we had all been praying together her friends her family and because it because it could have become very serious but it just resolved in a few minutes and i we give credit to god for that because those prayers were answered but it is really uh it was a kind of a urgent thing but a soft urgent thing you know what i mean we were yeah, just yeah, yeah. praying 
please help. And that doesn't always work. Sometimes it, it's the opposite. It happens. But well, it's hard to it's hard to kind of put this in words. But I think if you if you try, if you're sort of thoughtful and even prayerful about this, you'll you'll see what we mean by the idea that you know work and plan is like a blunderbuss. It's like I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to not nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to press forward with it. Whereas watch and pray is wait, let's look around. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what others are feeling. Let's see what others are doing. Let's see what, let's see if there's some ideas that don't occur to my mind, but that might come to God's mind. And then pray becomes an active thing. It's not a passive thing. It's like, I love the story of, of one man. I won't go into detail, but he was given a big assignment. And months went by and and some of his colleagues were saying, well, what are you doing about your assignment? And he said, you know, I'm praying about it. I'm praying really, really hard. And he didn't mean I'm praying to know what to do. He meant I'm praying to ask a higher power to do things I can't do. Right. And it was really powerful. And so it's this it's this other dimension that comes. And I want to throw, um, I've thought of, both of us have thought about this for so many years, that this more spiritual W and P that is mainly watch and pray has some other words that are W and P words that just fit in so well with it that I, I can't resist just mentioning some of them. Think of it not only as watch and pray, but as wonder and ponder. That's an interesting mm, W and P yeah. combination. Because how often do we just sit back and wonder not only wonder what we should do but 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 have wonder for the world and for the beauty of the world and for the intricacy of other people and wondering what they're thinking and finding wonder in each person and realizing everyone is a splendid stranger as yeah. you like to say exactly i love the word wonder i just think it is it's just full of explosion i mean you know you, yeah. you wonder you wonder it's a one when we talk about somebody being amazing they're a wonder they're a they wonder that. yeah um it is really nice to think about that that wonder and ponder is part of the formula and pondering do we do enough of it i mean again that, that goes so well with watch and pray because watching you're trying to observe you're trying to feel you're trying to have empathy you're trying to get what others are thinking and what god wants you to feel and pray you're asking you're 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 going into it and then you add wonder and ponder do we ponder before we pray do we think do we meditate that pondering could be another word for meditation so you add now well, not only watch and pray but wonder and ponder and you ready for another one? Okay. Wait and patience. Isn't that an important part of it? Because we're, we're wired, so we want to get it done. Let's do it now. Let's get it finished. But some things are not ripe yet. I mean, have you ever, I mean, that's the scripture calls it kicking against the pricks. There's sometimes when you're, you're so anxious to do something, but the timing's wrong. And if you push too hard, you just offend people and it won't get done. Sometimes the ability to wait and be patient, you know what you think needs to be done or 
you've you've watched and prayed you're on a course you have a goal you have a plan but sometimes waiting and being patient and watching and the timing you know isn't isn't it wonder how these words just go together to me they are and you are so much better at waiting and being patient than i am <laughs> <laughs> i want to get this done now and um it really i mean although uh, things important things take a lot of time but waiting waiting on the lord is also something really interesting to think about because you learn a lot during the wait yeah you learn it in fact um last night i was awake from 2 a.m to 3 a.m worrying about something and <laughs> we should have a w and p where worry is one of the w's right <laughs> they should they should but um this morning when i woke up i read a message from somebody that just dissipated everything and I just thought, why did I spend so much time worrying about that and waiting and thinking and we're, you know, being yeah, upset about it. And yeah. instead of just, this is going to work. This is going to be fine. It'll be fine. I love how you said that because this kind of waiting, this sort of active, patient waiting is the opposite of worry in a way. It's like saying, this will happen in God's time. I don't have to be so anxious or so impatient. And you also, you put it in the scriptural language, honey, wait. There's so often in the scripture, it says, wait upon the Lord. Now that you can do a double meaning on that, right? We should wait on God like, like a waiter. We should serve God. We should, what does a waiter do? He serves oh, I've you. I've never thought about that. You know, so you wait upon the Lord. You try to serve the Lord, but it's a cool double meaning because you wait patiently, but you also serve and wait upon the Lord, right? So, so right. wait and 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 be patient. Um, there's one more W and P that mm. fits in, and maybe maybe it's the highest form of all: worship and praise. W and P. Wow. Worship and praise, and. And that's, you would say, well, wait, that, that has nothing to do with getting things done. Well, yes, it does. I mean, that's a wonderful success formula. If, if, if instead of, you know, it's all about work and plan, it's all about my agenda and what I want to do, it's all about me doing stuff, then that's, a, that's one level, and there's certainly value and virtue in that. But when it's worship and praise, now you're really moving into a spiritual realm where the most important thing in life is giving credit to God, worshiping God actively, you and, know, and, and praising, and praising God. God. You know, it's a way of saying thank you. Right. I mean, it really is like, ah, oh, it's such a relief. Like even this this little thing in the night, you know, this morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it suddenly resolved. And I thought, oh, my goodness. He was up there the whole time. Why? Thank you so much. Why did I worry about that? Because yeah, yeah. you just have to have faith that the right thing is going to happen. And sometimes that's not always true. I mean, you know, what we think is right yeah. does not always happen. Right. But what is right according to the Lord's timing and so on is it, it does happen. And I just think that is a way to express gratitude with mm -hmm. worship and praise. And that, and that word praise, you know, um, there's so many admonitions in scripture and in religious writing that we should praise God. And 
And one person told me, I don't know if it's true, that it's significant between a quarter and a third of the scriptures have to do with people praising God. And, and, a, and, a, and a critic said, come on, God doesn't need our praise. God is God. Why, why do we waste so much time praising God? Why don't we just get down and work and plan, you know, because he doesn't need us to tell him, you know, that we love him or that he's great. But then you think a little deeper and you say, you know, it's when you're praising God that you become aware of the greatness of God and your own nothingness. Yes. That's <laughs> when it's it's in praising God that we develop our own humility because God is God and we are we are nothing. He is he is everything. And and that reminds us of humility and of of all the things that our egos get in the way of. And so worship and praise is not just something we do for God. It's something we do for ourselves, for our own perspective. Right. And how often when we're we're working on something and we're worried about something and then it suddenly resolves, how often do we take time to say, Praise the Lord. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This, I see the wisdom in this now and so on. So often we're like, hmm, great. Let's go on, you know, <clears throat> instead of really taking some time to worship God and be so grateful for his blessings, especially in specific uh, instances. Well, as we wrap up, pulling on one of the P words, ponder. We just invite you to, this is a big, big subject, and we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg, but um, this will all be part of a book at some point, and maybe our favorite chapter, who knows, is going to be W and P, but think about work and plan as a great earthly formula for success, but, but allow room in your mind for another W and P, which is much more spiritual, much more centered on the divine will than on your own will. And keep in mind these couplets, the main one being watch and pray the words of the Savior himself and of his apostles, but add to it wonder and ponder, add to it wait and patience, and add to it worship and praise. And I think it'll open or begin to open, as it does with us, a sort of new level of living, a new level of thinking. Well, thanks for being here today to think this through with us. I think we both thought of things that we hadn't thought of before, and we hope you did too. So thanks so much for joining us. We hope we've given you something to think about, and we'll see you next time on Iris on the Road. Bye till then. Bye.